let me just chip this in before we read the word this morning. Please remind me, sir, if I forget that. You know, in our prayer this morning in the leadership, uh, I just, um, the Lord just put this scripture in my heart. James chapter 1, verse 21. All right, can we see quickly this morning, everybody? James 1, 21. Let's see in the NLT, uh, NLT um, version, then we'll read uh, just to prep our hearts as we start out this morning. Amen. James 1. Um, now, you see, the King James used very big English use superfluity of naughtiness. What does that mean? You know, I've never I've heard that word before. Superfluity of naughtiness. You know, if you, Cosmos, if you're reading it, what is this superfluity of naughtiness? It's, it's an Elizabethan English. But let's read it um, so we understand. Now, remember, he's writing to the church. And I was sharing with Ramana and Pastor Richard as I was praying this morning. He said, so get rid of all filth and evil in your lives. Wow. Amen. Why? And humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. Now, this power is not the, the, the power for new creation. It's the power for continuous sanctification. Amen. But it amazes you that there can be evil in the heart of Christians. If not, God won't say so. There can be, there can be filth. And it says, you get rid of it. Why? So that the word of God that is being planted can what? Have effect. Amen this morning. And I pray that every, in fact, Paul writing in Hebrews, he said Hebrews 3 and 4, he says, he says let not any, any, any root of unbelief and bitterness, lest we come short of the rest that God has promised us. So uh, we do our best as believers to get rid of filth, of evil, of unbelief, and bitterness in our hearts so that that means when you come to the word of God you come like a child you come with a heart to receive you come with a heart ready to accept with what meekness or with humility the engrafted word this morning God again will be grafting his word in our hearts let's receive it because it will produce great result in the name of Jesus. So I say amen this morning. Amen. And when he says get read, it means I have a duty to do that, to do that. Praise God this morning. So, so this morning I will get read of every filth, every unbelief, every doubt, every bitterness in my heart. And I will receive with humility the engrafted word that's able to save my soul. Say this morning, say, by the word of God that I will hear this morning, I will be saved. As I'm being saved, I'll keep being saved by the word of God. Thank you, Father. Genesis chapter 1 tonight, this morning. Can we all bring our feet as we read the word of God together? Let's bring our feet this morning, everybody. Genesis chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 26. Let's all be on our feet, except maybe you are pregnant. 
even if you are, um, the few minutes of standing will not affect. It will strengthen the pregnancy. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter number 1. We'll read verses 26 to 31. And then we'll read Mark 16, 15 through 20. From verse 26. Are we we ready? Let's go. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moved upon the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in the, which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat and to every beast on the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life i have given every green herb for meat and it was so and god saw everything that he had done and he, behold it was very good and the evening and the morning were the sixth day everything he had made thank you amen praise god Mark's gospel, the 16th chapter, we'll read together in faith from verse 15. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Can we get it in in block two as we did the first time? God bless you. Mark 16, we'll read together with faith in our hearts from verse 15 through verse 20. All right. Are we set, church? Are we set, church? All right. Let's go to one to go. And he said unto them, Go ye into the whole world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord walking with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Please be seated this morning. I want to share this morning very briefly. Oh, let me start with the word briefly, what I want to share this morning and continue on the thought. But before I go on this morning in the teaching, um, the purpose of the teaching is for you to learn. Amen this morning. 
So when you listen, don't listen passively. We listen intentionally to be blessed by God. There is no other means by which God can communicate his truth apart from preaching and teaching the word. Amen? Amen. That's why James said, get rid of all filth and evil and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word. That means the word of God is meant to be what? Received. And how do you receive the word? You receive the word by listening or hearing and seeing the word. For there are two gates in the body by which words get to us. The eye gate and what? In fact, three. The eye, the ear, and the mouth. Because when you speak the word, it gets to your heart. When you hear the word, it gets to your heart. When you, when you see the word, it gets to your heart. So if there's one thing God wants you to get, it's his word. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, um, 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 wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in all than getting, get understanding. How do you get understanding? By seeing, hearing, and speaking. Now, I don't want you to listen to this message because I'm going to ask you next Sunday. I will ask. So beyond the recall, there must be a what? A doing. It is the, it is the doing of the word that actually brings understanding. It is the obeying of God's word that brings maturity. And one thing that I have seen is that the church is so limited in, in standing. Now when I say church, I don't mean that in a less way. But we are so limited in fulfilling the will of God because we are not being challenged to live the life. Because in living the life. Is. Is representing Christ. And actually. Feeling what people feel. You see until you go. And preach and you are rejected. You will know what it means to be rejected. You think that they are not doing the word. No. When you are rejected once or twice, then you know how to pray more and have more compassion and learn more tenacity. You will know it's not easy. So when I say, have you preached? If you say, if you say no, you will, you will come a little easy because what? You've experienced it. That's why the Bible says about Jesus, it says he's able to, to feel the feeling of our infant because he himself had been tested. He himself had been what? Rejected. In fact, his own rejection was high. What, what could he not have done to man to make man receive him? He did everything, yet he was rejected. 
But as we learn to obey God's word, as we learn to lay hands on the sick, that's where we see the sick recovered. Would the sick die? God didn't say, be afraid. What did he say? Lay hands. Lord, lay hands. You lay hands. Amen this morning. As you begin to learn to do these things, the Lord begins to speak to your heart. His purpose and his counsel. Because Christianity must, must be applicable, must be practicable. I've heard courses in university called chemistry. And also, I've also heard this applied chemistry. So I also ask them, what's the difference between chemistry and applied? That chemistry is just theory. But applied chemistry is application. How to use chemistry to benefit. Amen? So the, the end goal of chemistry is to what? To apply it. Because if it's not applied, then it benefits no one. So if I learn about love, the end point of learning love is what? Practice love. Practice love. That means love can be practiced. Amen this morning. And how do you practice love? You practice love to the person you don't like most. On your street. Yes. That woman, I don't just like the way she talks. Yes. That's your test. That's your case study. Amen. That man that always park where you... I'm, I'm in for this morning. Yes. That candidate is the candidate that you do your teaching. Yes. Teaching practice. On love. Because that's the reason God has left us here. If not, the moment we get born again, off we go. No, he has left us here so that we can show him and, 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 and let the world know that there's a God who is spirit, but he has people on earth that he can show forth who he is. So for me this morning, So this morning, listen on an intent to learn. Because are you following me? So when I ask you on Monday, you remember. On Tuesday, you remember. On Sunday, you remember. On Wednesday, you're already doing it. Praise God. When you hear the word of the Lord in the church on Sunday... Learn to take highlights. Amen. Learn to take highlights of things that's, that, that stood out or that is standing out for you. Uh, yeah, I will, I, will, I, will, I will look at this again. And as you do that, Lord, I want to put this to practice in this week. That's how true growth comes. That's how God even knows you are serious. You saw what I mean this morning?
the truth is that no one around you should be held captive of Satan. No one. No one around you should be held bound. No one around you should be held captive to any to, to anything in the flesh. Because the spirit of God dwells in you. And he has anointed you to reveal Christ in all its fairs. Mommy Hope, in that compound where you are, you are the light. And what you are shining is Christ. So the more of Christ you know, the more your light shines. And the more of Christ you practice, say practice, say practice, the more of Christ you know. So understanding Christ comes with learning and doing and then getting conscious that you are Christ's emissary. In our text this morning, is quite instructive. If there's anything that I have learned in that text or in those texts, there are many other texts, but the first one we read, we saw the purpose of God in creation. Why did God create man? Now, somebody asked me yesterday a question. He called me. He said, Sir, what's the difference between Genesis 1.26 and Genesis 2.7? There's so much. I'll explain. In Genesis 1.26, the Bible says, And God said, Let us what? Make man in our image after our likeness. So this was the, 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 the declaration of God revealing his thoughts. His will. And if you read through, Bible says, and God created man and, and, and blessed man and spoke to man and says, have dominion. You see that? So the dominion. Replenish the earth. Now, you don't replenish what has not been plenished. That means it was full before. Let's leave that. Subdue it. Something subdue. Now, who is the reference here? Angels? Who? Man. Now, let's read again quickly. So, God created, watch this, man in his own image of God. Okay, so God, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, created him male and female. So, this is for both male and... Are you hearing me, Cosmos? Please follow this morning. 
So this is the intent. So God created man. So when God made man and woman, he made them in his own image. How many of you, you are shy here? You are shy naturally. You don't need like. How many of you? Yeah, you're not so, you're not so bold. You always. Now let me ask you this question: Can God be shy? Okay, shy, shy to who? To himself? No. Now, in the creation of God, there's no room for being. That, that, means, that means you are living less than you should live if you are shy. I, I'm afraid. Because it is this understanding that makes the church. That makes you see a sick person and fear goes away. And you know that by the authority of God, you can actually lay... And God blessed, so they blessed. Wow. Say, I'm blessed. Now, and God blessed them, and God said to them, Be, so they be. That means have the capacity I put in you. Be fruitful. In fact, there's a command on your life to, to be fruitful. You've been wired for fruitfulness. You didn't get that. Your design is to be fruitful. So let the mentality of unfruitfulness disappear. Say I'm fruitful. For so I've been designed in my creation. Is it making sense? You know, when you think like this, then certain prayers start disappearing. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. So God says through you, the heart will be what? So that means in your Christian life, you are not called to be alone. You are called to, to make fishers of men. It's in your creation. So it's part of your life in Christ. Are you ready this morning, Cosmos? Be fruitful. That's why Christ always says, say, I've called you, John 15, that you may bear fruit and your fruit you abide. God will never say we should do something he hasn't put in us to do. So as you are in that marketplace, you are different. The consciousness of your creation should always register in your spirit. Let's go this morning. It says, it says, it says, and and and, and subdue it and have dominion. Someone say dominion. No, say dominion. Now, dominion is God's word for us. Amen. It means, sir, 
there is nothing on earth that has been empowered to rise above us. No challenge. That's why I love Jesus. He went to a place that the person was dead. And he says he's sleeping. Because he has dominion power. They were laughing at him. Because no man believed that. He said, it's not, it's not, it doesn't matter if you believe or not. I know who I am. I know what God has made me to be. And he said, she's sleeping. And they went to him, Lazarus. He said, Lazarus was sleeping. He knew he was dead. Now, a man that has dominion speak like that. That's why you start watching how you talk. But here we are going to. He said, he said, he said, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and all and all and all. So, so here, 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 you, 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 you think that God had already made them at this point. No, at this point, they existed in spirit. Are you following me now? God had finished creation in the spirit before it came to the physical. Genesis 2 verse 7. Please, let, let's go there. Genesis 2 7. And God formed after he had created. Praise God. So, God formed after he had created. Everything he has said was in his spirit. This morning, I, I, I don't want to jump, but I, I will move gradually. Do you know that God is spirit? Amen? And if God is to create anything, he will create something after his likeness. That means we are made as spirits. The fullness of God. This capacity of our creation. Resides in our spirit. And is there right now as we speak. But God formed man of what? The dust of the earth. And, and, and he, he molded you know, man. And, and when he was done, what, what did he do? He breathed. That word breathe is the word pneuma in Greek and in Hebrew. The word simply means breath. And breath means life. So that which God had created in the spirit, what he has pronounced and seen in his heart about us, what did he do? He put it in a casing. So that expression on the earth can be seen. Man became a living soul. He became a quickened spirit. Man came alive. But what came alive was everything God has spoken and made in the spirit. That's why the Apostle Paul was teaching so much about the new creation or the new creature. 
Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6. Can we see this morning quickly everybody? Now remember that the work that God saw in the spirit is what God said. And when God says a thing, it's established. So when God created you, he made you in his image and after his word, his likeness. So right now, you are in the image and the likeness of God. So let me say, I am in the image and the likeness of God. That is our reality now in the spirit. Amen. Now, in Christ Jesus, that means in our Christian work, amen, there is neither circumcision or is there, it says neither circumcision availeth anything. Why? In context, there's an argument that, you see, you must be circumcised. You must, um, you must follow certain rules and laws to, to please God. You see, this, this Christianity is not, as you see, to, there, there are deeper things. There are, there are some depths. Some say depths. You know, when you hear the word depths and deeper things, you are pursuing depths. But he said... Neither circumcision avail anything, nor uncircumcision. It means, it means the fundamental basis of our existence as a church and fulfilling God's purpose is what? Is, is what? Is faith that works by love. So say faith that works by love. So what we are pursuing is faith that works by love. Now the question is, what is faith? That works by love. Galatians 6.15 Turn there this morning. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avail anything, nor uncircumcision, but the new creature. So the new creature. That means in Christ Jesus, it is the understanding of the new creature that strengthens you to walk in faith by love. Two Corinthians five. Let's read from verse sixteen. 2 Corinthians 5 from verse 16. It says, Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. That means now... Christ is no more in the flesh. But now we know him by the spirit. Jesus is no more with us. But yet he is with us. The reason he came. 
He has fulfilled it. And by the virtue of what he came to do, the following has transpired. Let's go on. Wherefore, henceforth, sorry, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in, sorry, any man. If any man be in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation or a new creature. If anyone comes to Christ, he's a new creature. Now, when you talk about new creature, it means there was an old creature. Are you agree with me? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things, old mindset, old thinking, old perceptions, old knowledge, old fears, old life praise God has passed away behold all things have become new praise God now here's the question what passed away what became new Now, let's go back to our study in Genesis. When God made man, now, good news actually means too good to be true. Something that is true, but is beyond is beyond reasonableness. When God made man, he put in man's spirit dominion, authority, fruitfulness, replenishment, life, and peace. When he made man. And he put all these things in man's spirit. And when man fell. Man lost. Everything. So. The reason I am afraid. Of tomorrow now. Is because of the fall of man. The reason there is sickness now is because of the fall of man. The reason there is joblessness now is because of the fall of man. The reason there is divorce now on earth is because of what? The fall of man. So take every word, Genesis 6, 27, 26, and reverse it. The reason... 
there is struggling to pay house rent or school fees is the fall of man. Because in the garden, Adam and Eve weren't struggling to pay rent. Were they? Were they struggling to eat? Were they? Were they suffering from sickness and disease? Were they? Were they naked? Were they? They were naked. They were fully clothed in the spirit. There was nothing wrong with them in the spirit. In the day the Lord God created them. So everything that God made in man, in his creation, he returned in the new creature. I repeat. Everything God made and put in man's spirit in his first creation before the fall, Jesus returned them full. Sounds a fool. Sounds a fool. Sounds a fool. It was fully returned in his new creature. Amen this morning. Okay, before I go on this morning, I'll give us a few analogies. Let's see 1 Corinthians 6 17. Everybody. Or let's start reading from verse from verse 15 of 1 Corinthians 6. And before we read that, Amen. Please uh, remind me that I would read from verse 15 to 17. Although I'll read from verse. Mm, okay. Please remind me that I will read verse, verse 11 and verse 15 and 17. Okay. When Jesus was given the, the marching order to the church through his representatives. By the apostles, the 12 and the 70. In Mark 16, in Mark 16, from verse 15, he says, Go ye to the whole world and what? Preach the gospel to every creature that they might become new creation or new creatures. He that believeth and is what? Baptized shall be. And he that believeth not shall be condemned. And he wanted to say that these signs, these signs shall follow them that believe. Are you, are you, are you going to go this morning? Let's pause. I'm coming back here. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, the people he was speaking to, have they believed? Amen? Have they believed? That means he couldn't have been talking to them. 
So that statement is not to the apostles or those who were hearing him. Because they were already walking in what he is about to say. These signs shall follow them that believe and baptize in my name. It means the moment they believe and they are baptized, everything I've spoken to them in creation is returned and restored. The power of dominion, the power over Satan is returned back to them. On the spot. You know, it's, it's right in religion to say, don't go and face Satan until you are ready. It might take you 10 years. Because Satan is so strong that children should not come close. Amen? Okay. These signs shall follow them that believe. Who were the ones that believe? So, please come, Robin. Don't let me use Pastor. Are you following me, George? Please sit down here. Let's assume Robin is an unbeliever. And I come to him with the gospel, so the gospel. And I present to him the message of Christ. And he receives it. He believes and is baptized and is saved. God says the moment he believes it, he's a new creature. All the authority, all the word I spoke in the beginning has been returned back to his spirit. So God sees him as he truly is. So I said, Father, help me see myself as you truly see me. Ma, are you following, ma? So he just gets born again. Now, he says, go and preach. The moment you preach to anyone that believes, these signs shall follow them. So now, who is the sign following? Me or him? Him. Because I already am walking in the sign. How old is he in Christ? Good. Again, how old is he in Christ? But in your mind, you will say he should wait until he matures. True or false? But God says, he's matured from birth. In new creation, we are matured from birth. Because it's not the day you got born again that you were born. No, you have been born before the foundation of the world. You are just coming into the reality at a time. You have in you embedded in your spirit all the fullness. That's what Paul says that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow. So it means you don't need to wait to pray for yourself to be healed. You don't need to wait to take authority. And guess what? The, the, have you ever seen a young child, you know, that is learning to walk? You know, sometimes it does that. 
True or false? Yeah. No. That that actually is, even if his headache later healed, is healing cancer. If he heals, and with the sometimes it's too small. But here's what I'm saying this morning. The new believer is born matured in the spirit. And if he knows it, he will walk that way. But here's the problem. That believer had grown with a mind. And that mind is matured. And is already used to living by the mind. Therefore, it will be hard to convince him that is new. And guess what Satan's where he sits in the mind. This morning, I'm trusting God to move that reality of who we are now and 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 com- compel the mind to align with the spirit by defying the mind. When the mind says no, tell the mind, no, you can't control me. I control you. I will by the spirit of God. Can you sit down? It's okay. Are you, are you listening to me? The day you are born again, the power to live above sin was given. Does, does dominion sound like anything is over you? Pause, pause here. Give me Romans 6, 16. Romans 6, 16. When you are struggling with sin, it's because you have not realized you are a new creature. Yet. Now, church, are you following me? Because God has been waiting for you to launch himself in the world through you. Know ye not that to whom, see that, you yield yourselves, that means you can yield. Servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death or what? Obedience. So there's a yielding. The reason men still fall because they are choosing to yield. It's a choice. But I'm making a choice to yield to righteousness. In the name of Jesus Christ. All right. First Corinthians 6, I said. From 11. Okay, okay. You think we should read all of you? I should read 11 and 15, 17. All right, 11. Um, no, 11 will be too. Take it from, from 9. Help me from 9. Please, want me hope. Know ye not, praise God, that the unrighteous or those that live in the old nature shall not inherit the kingdom of God be not deceived, neither fornicators, neither idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor a bit of mankind. Go on, verse 10. Nor thieves, 
nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Verse 11. He said, and such were some of you. Wow. Such were some of you in your old nature. But ye are washed. Say, I'm washed. Say, I'm washed. I'm sanctified. I am justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So right now, you have been cleansed. You have been sanctified and justified in the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of our God. It means now that the power of this sin has been broken in you. And there's a residue of a force in your spirit that you can tap into by faith to subdue the flesh. When you hear the word dominion, it suggests an exerting of authority. True or false? So the fact that God says have dominion, it means some things might resist. But enforce it. Because the right of enforcement is in you. Some of you is your phone. Your phone is challenging your dominion. <laughs> I know it. One of the tools of Satan in this end time is phone. Guess what? Subdue it. You know, sometimes, eh, as the phone is doing you, just get angry and say, uh, 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 okay, for now, for now, you won't do me. Throw it down. That's when you know actually that you are the one yielding to it. I love your smile. Because you know what I'm saying is true. If you spend one tenth of the hours you spend with your phone on the word of God. You'll be like this. I know it. Just tight of your time. The time you spend on your phone. Spend that tight. If you read God's word. You know last week I gave you a story of Elijah. And God is able to do exceedingly. Are you sure? It becomes real to you when that word is always before you. Where have you seen water becoming fuel? He was doing that to tell them that in my creature there is nothing impossible. So pour water. You don't want to preach. And your heart is doing gege. Let Satan has do gege, not your heart. He's the one threatening, not you. 
In fact, he's transferring that gege to you because he's the one, his heart is already going. Because he knows that one is about to leave. So how do I stop him? By whispering fear in his mind. That the fear might get to his spirit. And he believes that fear. Something wants to get you angry for no reason. No. It's not in my nature. They didn't pour water once. So they, did, they poured three times. I'm getting angry. You will not see the wind. You will not see the, the rain. But every valley of expectation shall be filled with water in the name of Jesus. Give me verse 17. 15 to 17. Let's watch now. Let's watch now. Let's watch this. Know ye not that your bodies when God made man, what did he do? He breathed to what? To the body. That the body may become the carrier of the full presence of God. And, and this church didn't know that. They were making their body one union with harlots and prostitutes and the world. It says, know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God because God dwells in you. Brother, are you sir? When you use that word, know ye not, that's, that's a word of anger. You know, sometimes when word is complicated in writing, you lose the, the strength that comes by it. That's why many times when you're talking to somebody, you said, when we see. I mean, I've heard it before. When talking, talking, ah, this thing will not be going to Pastor, when we see. Because they say, it's I that word is. Know ye not. Now, we are going back to the new creature. Because in Christ Jesus, what is important is understanding the new creature. For that's the, the basis of our victory in, in the world. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? When did this happen in the new creation? How do I say that? Please, I come. Okay. Okay, no. That might not work. Does anybody have a glove? Everyone has a glove? Not quite. Okay, let me use this. I wanted to bring a glove, I forgot. Let me use it as a glove. Agreed, everybody? So please see this as a what? Not a handkerchief. So let's keep this glove. Please hold it for me. 
that glove is a creature of itself. It's okay. It is, it is outside of me. That glove has no power to do anything I can do because we're not made of the same substance. True or false? So if I move my hands this way, I'm taking an action. True or false? So when I wear this glove, wait for me. Wear it. Pull it so I enter very well. Thank you, sir. So I've won the glove. Amen. So when I move my hands this way in the glove, does the glove move? Is it the glove that is moving? Who is moving? But because the glove is in my hand, every move I make is as though it's the glove making it. So everywhere I go now, the glove goes. The glove becomes part of my identity now because it's become part of my dressing. Are you following me? That is exactly how it is now in Christ. We have put on, or rather, God has put us on. So everywhere we go to, we carry him. So when, when we move, or when he moves through us by faith, men might be seeing the glove, but actually it's God behind the glove. Because now, by virtue of the connection within the glove and, the, and, and, and my hand, it has taken my image, taken my authority, taken my power, taken my nature. Do you know that's who you are now? That's who you are now, children, in Christ and in the Lord. Let Satan stop lying to us that we are, we, are, we, are, we are victims. No, he is the victim. That we are naked. No, he is naked. That we are poor. No, he is poor. Because we have Christ and we are joined heads now with him. So won't be blessed this morning. So, the power of God is now resident in your spirit. But you need to begin to pull it from the spirit and enforce it in your mind, in your body. But we'll come there gradually. Let's take it one step at a time. Know ye not that your bodies or, or your, your bodies are members of Christ? And make them members of Harlot. These believers were following Harlots. They didn't know what they've been made. They were living like mere men, whereas They were living in fear of bondage, fear of unknown, fear of the future. Praise God. Can God be afraid of the future? No. He is the future. He is the Alpha and the Omega. 
beginning and the end. Therefore, by virtue of your new creature and new creation, there is nothing to fear. So don't make decisions from a point of fear. Because you play to the hands of devil. Let's go on. Any believer struggling with boyfriend, girlfriend, woman friend, doesn't know yet. Woman friend, at this level of my life and your life, how? Where? I'm dead to the old nature. And I'll keep mortifying it. I'll keep crucifying it. How can you make that member of the spirit to an harlot? Now they were. God forbid. That means, in Yoruba it means, Kamari, Komashele. Amen, church? Read the next word there in verse 16. Okay, no, no, you see? Use, use English. What? 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 No. If you are before Paul, if, 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 <laughs> why? You know, he won't say, what? If he doesn't know what's inside. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two said he shall become one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord, one spirit. Say, I'm joined to the Lord. I am one spirit. I am one spirit. Say, the power of God resides in my spirit. And that power strengthens me to have dominion over every work of, the, of Satan and the flesh and of the world. Because Christ lives in me, I overcome, I stand strong, I can do all through Christ. That strengthens me in our new creation. I will start closing now. I won't jump all. Let me. Is there any scripture I want to read that I've not read? I read everything. Let me close this morning. When an architect is designing a house, he designs from his spirit. He puts the window here, the kitchen here. So when you are talking to him, he already sees the house. And his heart is already walking in the house. In fact, he's sleeping in the house. He knows where the bed is. He knows because he, he designs it. And when he brings the drawing to you, everything is flat. He will tell you this is the upstairs. But in design, you, you know it's all flat. Have you seen before? Have you seen the drawing? 
If you just put some small money, say this is a step, this is upstairs, this is the landing. Ah, they, but they all look flat. But say no, in his mind, it, it might look flat to you, but uh, but this is up. Amen. Oh, Father God, this is how God sees you. He sees you over and above. He sees you healed. He sees you blessed. Say, I'm healed by the Spirit. Because healing is my bread. Because healing is the will of God. And healing is in my spirit. Hallelujah. Why? He says, when he looked at everything he created, behold, it was good. I will rather choose to keep believing God and practicing this righteousness until I come to his fullness. Even if I didn't get there till I die, I would die trying to get in there. Never feel comfortable. You know, I went to see Brother Biola in the hospital. When I got there, I saw many people sick. I said, God, this will not be. And I, I was coming home, I told my wife, I said, Lord, I said, I said, I've been thinking all through. I said, why did Jesus heal only one in John 5? That was their hospital. He healed one. And the Lord said to me, he said, no, I didn't heal one. I told him, will to heal all. The water they are stirring is the spirit. And now the spirit has been poured. But my people are afraid to ask for it. Because we are used to being sick. And we have made every excuse to remain sick. Even if I remain sick tomorrow, I would choose to believe God. That's why you have a responsibility in the world. To begin to be strong in God. And begin to understand who you are in the new creation. You are not just a number. You are ordained of God to live in a time as this. And bring forth his light in the world. That's the meaning of Christian. These ones who are like Christ, that have turned the world upside down, have also come to us. Say, I'm a new creature in Christ. Is someone here this morning getting angry in the spirit? Are you, are you seeing what God has, has said about you? Every activity of the spirit is felt on earth. See, this earth is a place of the manifestation of the, let me use the word carefully, of the struggles of the spirit. Everything we see happening on earth today is as it's as a result of the, of the, of the, of the, let me do what, exertions of spirits on the earth. I'll explain. God is spirit. So also, Satan and his demons are spirits. Hebrews 1.7, who made his angels Spirits 
and his ministers, same angels, flame of fire. Some have said that ministers is pastors or leaders. No, he didn't make any pastor flame of fire. They are spirits. But we see the manifestation of spirits by the, by the, by the fruit or the things we see done on earth. I'll explain. You can't tell me you are full of the spirit just with mouth. It must be seen. Because when a man is full of Satan, you don't need anyone tell you he's seen. I will close with this morning. I'm saying this to challenge you to bring forth the reality of the power of God in the spirit. To the physical. That's how we know. John chapter 3 and verse 8. John chapter 3 and verse 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And thou... So how do you know wind is blowing? The wind... Is a type of spirit. In fact, the same word is for wind, is for spirit. Numa, breath, wind. Ruach, spirit. Jesus said to Nicodemus, The wind bloweth. Wait, listen. Thou seest not the wind, but you, 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 you hear the sound thereof. I am spirit, I'm blowing. Though now you are seeing me yet, you can't hear the sound of the call of God. Activities of spirit are felt and seen in the physical realm. When the wind blows, we don't see the wind, but we see its effect. That means wherever God's spirit is, how do we know its effect? We see the effect of love. We know. The effect of kindness, we know. The effect of power, we know. The effect of grace, righteousness, and sanctification. We see the effect of protection, of provision, of grace, of mercy, of love. That's how we know, because we see the effect. Job chapter 1. Let me show some this morning. Verses 9 and 10. So that grace that is in your spirit should gain ascendancy. Now, I will talk next about the mind. Because the mind now has to be renewed. Has to come to a place where we force it to agree with the spirit. Job 9. See what he said. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth not Job fear God for naught? Has thou not made an hedge about him? Hold on. That means when we see God in action, we see an hedge of protection around the believer. It is not God that brings destruction. 
it is, it is the tool of the enemy. Job was just living, fearing God. But all through, it was God that's made an edge around him. Someone said to me, say, I have an edge around me by the Lord. The Bible says, for those that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion. Those that fear the Lord shall be like those that rest under the wings of the Almighty. We are abiding under his shadow. Therefore, no evil shall befall us. Listen, this edge is in your spirit. Say, they say one, one, one arrow is being shot at you from somewhere. How many of you have ever gone to your children's room at night when they are sleeping to check if they are well covered? If you are doing that, how much more God? You think you are exposed? You think it's your prayer? You think it's your fervency? How many times have, have, you, have, you, have you ever as adults... Remember when daddy comes and, and they thought you were sleeping, but you actually, where well, he wants to be, so you knew when they came. So when you saw the steps, you, you pretended like though you were sleeping. How many of you? It happened to me. How many of you know that when you hear thunder, you rise up and run to cover the window well? This man sit down, you think it's your prayer that's, that's keeping you. It is in your is the nature of God. That is God's, that is Yahweh's responsibility and has put that in your spirit. You must bring that from that realm to your body. We are covered. Satan knows it. Satan says, I can't because thanks be to God for God will not allow because Christ has paid the price. Listen, for every time you sin, there's enough blood to cover it. But that blood will warn you not to continue. For indeed, if you are his, he won't continue. Because we can't continue sin that grace abounds. But the truth is that there's enough grace. Everyone that is coming against you in schemes to distract you in your place of work, I turn the table against them now in the name of Jesus. Every false accusation and conspiracy against you in your line of business. I turn it around now for you. In the name of Jesus. The contract will not be cancelled. It will be affected for someone here. It will go beyond what you think. It shall be increased. From the level you had from, it shall be multiplied. In the name of Jesus. I forbid it be cancelled. And every utterance, every word, everyone that wants to sit cancelled, I turn it around. In the name of Jesus, it shall come through. Satan knows it. I announce to you, child of God, God is no more giving him permission to afflict us. So if he afflicts you, challenge him. And put it back on his head. By faith. This morning, every sickness, out. Every disease, out. Every fear, out. In the name of Jesus. Believe it. I call for new jobs in this house. I demand open doors in the spirit. 
Satan, take your hands off in this place. God's children are free and they're free to take their possessions now. In the name of Jesus. This is our victory. I close this morning shortly. Galatians 5, verse 22. 5.22. And the fruit of the Spirit is what we see. This is what is in the Spirit. The Holy Ghost empowers our spirits. But the fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost don't have fruit. To produce. He is a fruit himself. But when he dwells in you. And you leave out that fruit. It becomes your fruit. It becomes his fruit. Who has ever seen the Holy Ghost before? But the Holy Ghost has fruit. The way his fruit is seen. Is when the believers yield to him. It becomes the fruit of the spirit. Being manifest by the spirit of the believer. So how do we know? Know ye not that this spirit dwells in you. And this is how we know. It's not in talk. It's in the things we see. One, it says the fruit of the spirit is what? It's love. That's why you cannot not but love. For, for Romans 5 verse 5 says, For the love of God has been shared abroad. That means it's enough to cover every sin. It's enough to build every faith. If faith works by love, Find God that God didn't leave us to go and generate love. He has given us by himself abundant love that may walk in abundant faith. For abundant faith produces abundant life. He says love. Long suffering. That means you endure long in the things of righteousness. Your fuse is not short. You can take a lot of things like Jesus took a lot of things. It's not everything that you see that offends you that you, that you take it for offense. Not everything that happens that you, you take record. Long suffering. It says, it says gentleness. Gentleness. Gentle disposition. I mean, the Holy Spirit is gentle. That's why He never forces us. He appeals to us. He entreats us. Be, be a person of entreaty. Or someone that can be entreated. Are, are you being judged? When mommy talks to you, don't reply with four words. Learn, learn, learn to be quiet. In fact, it says study to be what? To be quiet. Let your knowledge of God make you more. Jesus didn't talk too much. But every time he spoke, there was power. For every idle word shall be brought to judgment. He watched his word. Let your word be full of grace. Seasoned with salt. That you might minister grace to the hearers. Unto edification. That's who you are. That's what the Holy Ghost is trying to get you to do all along. That's what resides in your spirit all along. But just that you don't know it yet. But now you know it. Draw it. I will run this morning as I close. Faith. Meekness. 
temperance. Against such, there is no law. That means no law can negate this. For this actually is the whole law. In fact, Peter went forward to say it like this. In 1 Peter, chapter number, I think 1 from verse, no, 2 Peter 1 from verse 5. The ninth verse, it says, if these things be in you and abound, you will never be unfruitful. Wow. What things? The fruit. That means our fruitfulness is tied to our yieldingness to the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit, already we have him. Amen this morning. For if these things be in you and abound, what things? You see, if you read it, you find the same thing he mentioned. In Galatians, is what Peter mentioned also here. Say, but he that lacks this thing. Okay, let's read. Let's read. For if this is being you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of Christ. And verse nine. But he he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he has been purged. May you not forget you've been purged. May you always remember that the Spirit of God dwells in you. And we have the authority of God now. So as you go this week, let nothing be impossible for you. Set godly targets. Set godly benchmarks. Set things in righteousness that you accomplish for the Lord. Because he dwells in you. In John 10 verse 10. The thief come but for to kill, to steal and destroy. But I'm come that you may have life and have in abundance. Wherever you see the spirit of God in operation, you find these virtues. And wherever you find the spirit of Abaddon, of Satan in operation, you find sickness, you find pain, you find fear, you find unforgiveness. You find lack, you find oppression, you find weakness, you find depression. You find death. In the new creation, the power of God resides in our spirits. So allow not the devil to speak to your mind, to contravene that what the Holy Spirit has put in there by faith in Christ. Let's be on our feet, everybody.